Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome in to another great edition of Strong Style, Impact Media's weekly venture into combat sports, more specifically MMA and pro wrestling. I'm your host, Jeremy, the Impact York. If you want to uh, do us a favor, since you're already doing us a big favor by listening to the show, if you want to uh, go give us a rating, review, anywhere you get this podcast, if you want to follow the show, um, pretty much any of the social medias, the impact 99 will find me or the show team impact media. will find, uh, all the direct links, I believe as well on Twitter. Hey, you can find, uh, you can find me all over the place. You can find all the show content all over the place, including Triller and TikTok. We're going to be doing some more exclusive content. Uh, later on this weekend, because, well, Georgia State has a home game. I'm going to line up some other stuff, too, where it's not just stadium stuff. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that. But tonight is all about fighting. Monday night is all about fighting. We're going to talk some pro wrestling, of course. Uh, We're going to talk some UFC and Bellator at the end. There are two big wrestling pay-per-views coming up this weekend. And we are going to get to those very, very shortly. But first, well, we have to get you there. And how we do that? Well, we're going to start with WWE because they have one of the bigger pay-per-views, and it's at a weird time. But there's a reason why. It's at a weird time, and we'll get to that in a minute. But first, let's talk a little bit about Raw and SmackDown, then we'll talk pay-per-view. We'll come back around for NXT, because NXT doesn't really factor into this currently. But... Uh, Raw, of course, 
They're 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 building up to Crown Jewel, which is the pay per view I've for some reason yet to mention. Uh, we know about some of the bigger things. We'll get to, to the stuff that has to do with pay per view. A little, we'll kind of hit on it a little bit. We'll talk more about it when we talk pay per view. Uh, they had a few King of the Ring matches. They're trying to, you know, crown a King of the Ring. I believe they're going to do that at Crown Jewel, which is a good place to do that. They also have the Queen's Crown Tournament, which is the women's, uh, kind of the Queen of the Ring, without calling it Queen of the Ring. I'm glad they decided against that. Uh, one of the opening matches they had was Ricochet versus Xavier Woods. Most people would say, why is Ricochet... In a match with Xavier Woods, well, apparently you've never seen Xavier Woods in a solo match. Uh, dude can wrestle his, his uh, rear off. Him and Ricochet actually had one of the better matches of Monday Night Raw for sure. Uh, Xavier Woods goes over in this one. Congratulations to him on that because if he wins his match and Kofi won his match later on versus Jinder Mahal, well those two would face in the semifinals. How crazy would that be? Uh, next big thing that happened on Raw, Mansoor and Mustafa Ali teamed against the Hurt Business. It's good to have the return of the Hurt Business. They pretty much wiped the floor with uh, Mansoor and Ali, which, of course, led to Ali finally splitting from Mansoor. I mentioned it a little bit last week. It just it doesn't make a lot of sense to me, as I guess they just stuck them in a team because they needed a team. Well, now they have more teams, so they obviously split them again. Maybe Ali will go lead another group, and uh, Mansoor can uh, start going. Uh, maybe find one of the smaller titles to to go for at the moment because I think he'd be a good he'd be a good person if you could build him up. Uh, he could he could do some good stuff. Maybe uh. Uh, was the 405 Live or whatever. That'd be a good spot for it. Once again, good to see the Hurt Business back. Cedric and Shelton. Shelton Benjamin, of course, and Cedric Alexander. They're really good. And you put them together, they're really good. So good to see them back together. That's another quality team on Raw. I mean, they kind of replaced Mansoor and Ali that really didn't have a lot going for them anyway. Shayna Baszler took on Dana Brooke in a Queen's Crown match. Uh, Dana did a pretty good job. But, ultimately, the Queen of Spades wins the Queen's Crown quarterfinal match. She will move on to the semifinals. At one time, we had a picture of these or some way to pull them up or something, maybe. Here we go. Um, Yeah, there we go. Okay. Yeah. Shayna over Dana Brooke, the winner of that, will take on, or, or since Shayna won, Shayna is waiting on the winner of Dewdrop and Natalia, which we will, she was that on Raw, 
Yes, that was on Raw. Okay, we'll talk about that in a minute. With the men's King of the Ring tournament. Yeah, so far, Xavier Woods over Ricochet. We will talk about more of that in a minute. Uh, Riddle took on Omas. I think because Randy wasn't there. Omas, it wasn't close. Jeff Hardy took on Austin Theory. You know, they kind of did the fanboy turn on your your hero thing last week. And uh, Theory got the win in this one, too. It was a roll-up, I believe. But uh, Austin Theory in his second skit, uh, his second, not really skit, his second, what, what is the word I'm looking for? Oh, it's his second booking back in on Raw. Because during the pandemic, he was a great fill-in that, Really helped him out in some of the, the groups and things they did. Uh, but anyway, Theory gets the win in that one. Hardy in Theory, Hardy may be the new gatekeeper where when you're coming up from NXT, when you need to face somebody to help establish yourself, I'll give it to Jeff Hardy. Not being the world's biggest Jeff Hardy fan, but Jeff Hardy is solid and helps build other people. So I he has his place. In the next qualifying match, I told you if Kofi Kingston beat Jinder Mahal, then he got to face his buddy Xavier Woods in the next round. Nope, not going to see it this time. Jinder Mahal had a pretty good win there. Uh, They're an interesting matchup because Kofi can pretty much wrestle with anybody with his style. It's very unorthodox, uh, controlled chaos, and then Jinder is a big bruiser who can actually move, so... This is a pretty quality match. Gender moves on, so it, in the semifinals, it'll be Gender versus Xavier Woods. My guess they're going to make somebody wrestle, yeah, or at least two people wrestle twice on uh, on uh, Crown Jewel. Uh, we had a match: Sasha and Bianca Belair versus Charlotte and Becky Lynch. It become pretty much a uh, just a regular normal fracas. All it's all it's doing is is uh, just really building up the main events, the women's main events for Crown Jewel. One gets the one would get the better of the others, and then they would flip around. And they just all took turns, uh, all took turns uh, being the aggressor. That's all it did. And another queens. Qualifier match is the one I told you about. Dewdrop took on Natalia, and well, as I said, ever since even when Natalia was a part of the tag team champion, she still jobbed out to everybody. And well, Dewdrop beat her in this one. It's a good match. Dewdrop is really good, and uh, Natalia is fantastic as well. So you put the two of them together, it was a really solid match. But uh, Dewdrop, who kind of had a small run in with Shayna, well. She'll see her in the semifinals. And then something that stirred up from the opening segment, we had Drew McIntyre and Big E who took on the Usos. Well, Big E and Drew couldn't get on the same page by the end of it, so the Usos actually end up with a uh, pretty good little pretty good little resume builder there. That led us to SmackDown. Edge come out. Talked about uh, the things he was going to do to Seth Rollins. He's just building up the match. We know that. Uh, did he say anything we haven't heard before? No. Did he say anything? 
Did he say anything uh, groundbreaking? No. He just come out and said his normal thing. I'm going to scar his soul or I'm going to, you know, it's hell in a cell. They're going to tear each other apart and then they're going to be on different shows. But it's going to be a good match. This is finally the blow-off match for this for this feud. That uh, it's been pretty good. It it, it could have been better. Uh, I think they're being careful not to uh, really get after each of them. But it's going to be good. Uh, King of the Ring. Uh, this was actually a semifinal match as Sami Zayn took on Finn Balor for the right to go to the finals. So I guess. A couple of them are actually going to be in into the finals by the time we see them. Uh, King of the Rings semi-final, Finn Balor, of course, beats Sami Zayn. I say a course, but they're actually both really good and really accomplished. Zayn is by far underrated, and Balor doesn't get talked about enough either. This was a really, really solid match that... Whether it was a WWE or Impact Wrestling or AEW or if it took place in your backyard, still really good. These two know how to how to really do it. Uh, once again, Balor with the win there. Then there was uh, Shayna and. Uh, Sonya Deville took on Naomi in a handicap match. Well, Shayna pretty much ran over Naomi every time she tried to do anything. The Naomi versus Sonya thing is interesting. I wonder if they're trying to do the Stone Cold Vince thing, but they're trying to do it with the women. And these are these are two. And if you throw in Savannah as the, I mean, uh, not Savannah, Shayna as the enforcer. Well, these are three people that you could definitely do this storyline with. I look forward to what they're going to do with it going forward. Naomi versus Sonya, the person in power. But uh, Sonya gets the win over Naomi in this one. Uh, then we get Seth Rollins, who come out and kind of counter-argued Edge. He had a pretty cool little suit going on. It looked like it was the uh, a bunch of playing cards and uh, suits and st- you know, same, actual playing card suits. Uh, it's pretty cool looking. Wouldn't mind having it myself, actually. Uh, then we get a, let's see, was this the other semi? No, this was a, uh, this is a semi-final for the women as Carmella took on Selena Vega. A lot of people would say, well, Carmella is definitely the bigger person. She has a better chance of winning and doing these things, so... She'd probably win this. Except she didn't. Selena Vega with the great upset victory. It was actually pretty good. You actually had two heels against each other, which is kind of interesting. But this is a good match. And so, moving on to the finals. It's Selena Vega. Congratulations. Uh, Liv Morgan had a little bit to do with it at the end. I think Carmella and Liv are going to have something going forward. That's going to be fun because they're both really good. They're both kind of up and coming, I think, can use each other to build and and grow into bigger superstars. 
Uh, Corbin and Moss got interrupted on their show by Rick Boogs and Shinsuke Nakamura. It's going to lead to the four of them and in some sort of uh, Donnybrook there or something. The Street Profits went for the tag championships versus the Usos. Well, all you have to know is that the Street Profits are going to Raw and the Usos are staying on SmackDown to know. The Usos, uh, there were weapons involved in this. Apparently you could do that. And the Usos just wore out the Street Profits with all the weapons and everything and then beat them. It looked a lot like a video game when you play against that one friend that knows like one or two moves and then he knows to pick up a chair and just keep swinging until it disappears and he grabs another one before you know it, you lost. That was pretty much how this match looked. It looked like a, uh, a, a video game against that friend. Shout out to all the friends out there that, uh, you know, maybe you don't have video game systems. Maybe you don't play them a lot. So when you go to your friend's houses, they usually drag you into playing them. I used to be that friend, drag you into playing, and you don't know the controls. So when you learn a couple and they work, you keep using them. Shout out to you guys and gals. Uh, Becky Lynch took on Sasha Banks with Bianca Belair at ringside. She tried to interfere to cause... One of them, the match, and she pretty much caused it to where Becky lost to Sasha. So once again, they have somebody else going over the champ there. The triple threat match that they're going to have at Crown Jewel, it could be interesting because they keep showing power and keep showing other people over the champ. We'll, We'll see where that goes. We'll talk about that here in just a few short minutes. And then we had the Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, Contract signing, uh, no physicality, lots of verbiage, and uh, some some fun stuff. Having Paul Heyman in the middle, this is uh, this is pretty good stuff. So just to just to recap, there we know that Finn Balor is in the finals. I've yet to see Gender versus Xavier Woods. I guess that could be tonight because Crown Jewel is coming up. You know, that, that's what they're probably doing. That's the back end of those. And then Zelina Vega in the final against uh, either Dewdrop or Shayna Baszler. I think I have, not really spoiler alert, but I, I think I have pretty good prediction there. Let's talk about Crown Jewel. Let's start... All right, here we go. I'm going to go through all the matches, tell you how I think they're going to play out, and uh, who I think is going to win. Apparently, we have Mansoor versus Mustafa Ali. Former partners uh, just recently split with Mustafa getting the better of Mansoor. If this were anybody but WWE, I would say Mustafa Ali is going to win, and it's going to propel him in the direction of uh, of into something bigger and better. But since this is WWE, I'm going to tell you that Mansoor is going to win. It's going to leave them both in limbo, both where it makes better sense to put them back together, and that a lot of this was was a waste of time. But keep this in mind. This Crown Jewel is taking place this Thursday at noon. Why in the world would WWE do a pay-per-view in the middle of the week, in the middle of the day? 
easy because it's not happening in this country. It's kind of a UFC thing. Except UFC usually does Saturdays. But keep this in mind. This is in Saudi Arabia. This is a big deal. Especially to have women featured. To have uh, a lot of their... uh, a lot of their Arabic audience and and uh, on-screen talent, they want to feature them, as they should. So I think that's why there's a couple spoilers, not really spoilers, but there's a couple easy slam dunks as far as this goes. But um, I'm still going to go contrarian. I know I said WWE will probably have Mansoor win here. Um... I'm going to say Mustafa Ali somehow figures out how to uh, win this one. Of course, we're going to have the King of the Ring finals, and we're going to have the Queen, Queen's Crown finals. I'll tell you right now. Who do I think is going to win the Queen's Crown? I think it's going to be Shayna Baszler. The Queen of Spades it has been moved away from Charlotte. So the Queen of Spades is going to be your King of the Ring winner. She's going to beat Dewdrop in this. She's going to beat Zelina Vega. Those are going to be really good matches. But, uh, yeah, give me Shayna Baszler to win the whole thing. It gives her the boost she needs to kind of rule over SmackDown the way Charlotte did as, as Queen Charlotte. King of the Ring finals, I'll tell you right now, somewhere tonight on Raw, Jinder Mahal is going to take on Xavier Woods, and Jinder Mahal is going to win. And Jinder Mahal is going to take on Finn Balor, and and uh, it brings up a really interesting thing because Finn Balor has uh, went by the Prince. He's went by Prince Nani or something before, and uh, he's always you know, the Crown Prince, and they call him Prince-related things a lot. But Jinder Mahal... Makes a lot better sense if he wins the King of the Ring tournament in Saudi Arabia. So I'm going Jinder Mahal. Uh, plus, Jinder could use this as a boost. Oh, this earlier today. I'm glad I remembered it. This is the boost that will boost Jinder Mahal back up towards the main event level. Jinder Mahal's a main eventer. He's a former heavyweight champ. He had solid, solid, really good defining matches with people like Randy Orton, people like John Cena. He can go with the big dogs. Uh, I think him and Roman had some good ones. So, I got gender. You're going to have King Gender Mahal, and you're going to have the Queen of Spades, Queen Shayna Baszler. I think that's how those are going to go. We're going to get the Raw Tag Team Championship RK Bro versus AJ and Omos. I think RK Bro is going to retain. I think AJ and Omos are going to go off and do something different. And uh, RK Bro will lose to somebody else, probably the Street Profits or somebody like that. It just showed up on Raw. Or hey, the Hurt Business. The Hurt Business, RK Bro, sign me up. I, I I just, I don't see it another way. I just, I'm tired of seeing these four people in the ring, even though they're all really good. Because Omos, we didn't expect much from him, right? And then all of a sudden... He can actually do some stuff in the ring. He's not a bad talker. He's a good sidekick for AJ. Moves us to Rollins versus Edge in the Hell in a Cell. 
what makes the most sense since Seth is going to a different show. And he doesn't need the momentum right now. Makes the most sense that Edge gets the retribution for all the things Seth has done to him, the things he said, being in his house, all of those fun things like that. So I got Edge winning Hell in a Cell. Rollins moves to Raw. He'll build up his own momentum and uh, eventually be back in the main event in no time. Got Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg and a no disqualification. This just helps Goldberg. Bobby is a great in-ring performer, former heavyweight champ. Um, if not for Big E, then I think he'd still be champ. So, uh, but this helps Goldberg because uh, Goldberg's conditioning is good. It's not where it once was. So being able to use weapons and, and things like that uh, can kind of stagger the match out a little bit and make it mean a little more. In the end, Goldberg's going to win retribution for Lashley going after his son. Unless they want to boost, unless they just want to boost Bobby back up into the top. But right now it looks like McIntyre is, is the, the top contender. So give me Goldberg, who could use the retribution win. And then he could go about his day again. He'll come back in six, eight months and do something else. And Lashley will regather the Hurt Business and uh, go from there. In the co-main event, Big E is going to defend against Drew McIntyre. Here's the thing to mention. This was in a lot of the write-ups, and it's something to mention. Same thing I said about a lot of these. Biggest thing to know is that McIntyre uh, is going to go from Raw to SmackDown after Crown Jewel. So, that pretty much means he's not going to win the championship. Because then the championship would have to move with the other one, and we'll get to that in a minute. I don't, I don't, we'll talk about that one. We'll talk about that one for sure. Um, kind of three co-main events, in my opinion. I think Big E is going to retain against McIntyre. It's going to be really good. Drew's really good at, at helping the other guy look really good. Big E is, is also pretty good at it, but uh, it's it's going to be a big win for Big E as he moves on. Hey, maybe it is Lashley. Who knows? He's going to move on to somebody. But uh, take Big E. This is, the, this is the, the interesting. I know I say interesting a lot. This one is a head-scratcher in who could win. And I say that as I'm scratching my head. SmackDown Women's Championship. Let's see. Um, I think Lynch is staying on SmackDown. Banks is staying on SmackDown. Bel Air is moving to Raw. Isn't that right? Well, she's moving to Raw, and so is Becky. I'm pretty sure Becky's moving to Raw because they're keeping... Becky Lynch and her husband and baby daddy, Seth Rollins, on the same show at the moment. So we know Charlotte is going to be in SmackDown. So unless they do a, a, a double title switch, which would just not make sense, you could just exchange belts like they did with the tag belts a couple years ago. 
I think Becky's going to retain. She's going to take the blue belt over to Raw. And uh, Bianca is going to follow her over there. Sasha will uh, stay on SmackDown to go against Charlotte. So give me Becky Lynch in that one. Because Charlotte, I don't think Charlotte has a match. So she's just going to have the SmackDown. Or she's going to have the red belt on SmackDown. Then the main event, Roman Reigns defends the Universal Championship against Brock Lesnar. Now, I just told you Big E is going to retain. Would it make sense for Brock to come back and win? Yeah, it would. It would also make sense for Roman to retain. But then it makes Brock's return not mean as much. Unless, and I think this is a Heyman idea, unless somehow Paul Heyman causes Roman Reigns to win or get DQ'd. If he helps Roman win and screws Brock, then that gives Brock another reason for a rematch at Survivor Series, I think is the next one, which is another big one. I could see that. That way it gives a reason for the rematch. Or, like I said, if he gets Roman DQ'd. I, I don't think they would go the route of having Heyman cause Brock to win the championship. I think it would be a DQ or he's helping Roman win. So I'm going to go with he helps Roman win. Give me Roman Reigns to win that one. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Uh, I will not be able to watch live, as most of you will probably not be able to either. But I look forward to uh, getting to see that one because anytime they go outside the U.S. border, it seems to be uh, a really good event. Let's go to Impact Wrestling. They had a couple matches, and then I'm going to talk about their pay-per-view coming up this weekend because uh, it's actually one of my favorites. As I went to the one that was in Atlanta a couple years ago, and fantastic event. I should be on the pay-per-view a few times. Um, El Fantasmo took on Rohit Raju and Willie Mack to determine who was going to be in the big multi or the uh, three-way match for the X-Division title coming up. And uh, with the help of his buddies, but El Fantasmo with the big win there, dude can wrestle. He, he can actually wrestle. He's pretty good. And he makes the most sense to be in this match. Savannah Evans took on Lady Frost. Savannah Evans, of course, being the Tasha Steele's uh, henchwoman. And she gets the win over Lady Frost. It's a pretty good match. Afterwards, Diana Prazo and Matthew Raywalt came out. And Diana said, I get to pick Mickey James' opponent next week. I think it should be you, Savannah. Savannah shook hands. That's a done deal. Lady Frost, though, is uh, very underrated. I think she's a free agent right now. I don't think she's under contract with anybody. She's freelancing. It's good for her. Um... If Impact was smart, they would try to bring her in before somebody else takes her away. But uh, she's a solid performer. Definitely, definitely worth uh, watching any match she's in. Up next, VSK with Brian Myers in his corner. Took on Rich Swan and Willie Mack, who made appearance number two on the card. 
Rich Swan ends up with the win there. BSK, he used to be on NXT, I believe. He was one of the ones who were released. He's good. He's really good. Of all the Brian Myers people, he's definitely the, uh, of, of all the people in the stable, he's definitely the thoroughbred. And uh, he had a good match with Rich Swan. They're, they're, they like to jump and fly and flip around, and, and it was a good, solid match. That led us to Chris Bay versus Chris Saban, Battle of the Chris. Saban ends up with the win in this one, which is interesting. I thought Bay would continue the run of the Bullet Club uh, wins of the night. But then that led us to the Call Your Shot Battle Royal, where the last two people would would, uh, determine a couple of the seeds in the actual Call Your Shot match coming up uh, at the pay-per-view. If you were next to la- if you were the last one eliminated, you were number one. If you won the Battle Royal, you were last. You get to be number 20. Well, came down to Chris Saban and W. Morrissey. And Morrissey found a way to get Saban out of the ring. So Saban will start the Call Your Shot multi-person uh, match. Going to have guys and girls in it. And uh, if you win that, you get a contract that somewhere in the next calendar year, you kind of what Carmelo Hayes did on NXT, you can cash for whatever you'd like. That leads us to the Bound for Glory card. Here are the matches. John Schuyler versus Crazy Steve versus Fala Bob versus Jordan Grace. This is Chelsea Green or Madison Rain versus Alicia Edwards or Tennille Dashwood. They, it's the big. Uh, this is for the Impact Digital Media Championship. It would be interesting if Chelsea Green won it because the person who is the only recognized internet wrestling champ that I can recall is Chelsea Green's boyfriend, Matt Cardona. So, in a weird string of events. Give me Chelsea Green to win the uh, inaugural Impact Digital Media Championship. Let's go next. We've got Decay, which is Havoc and Rosemary, are defending their tag team championships against The Inspiration, which is Cassie Lee and Jessica McKay, otherwise known as The Iconics. I do not know if they are signing or if this is a one-off. I do not know if they are signing a contract, but if they do, then Impact Wrestling should keep an eye on them because they could do some work for AEW, for AAA. Can't go to New Japan. Not really a spot for female wrestlers out there yet. I think they're going to eventually do it. But uh, this should be a really good match. And honestly, if somebody were to upset Decay, for the championships, why not the uh, the inspiration, aka the iconics? They're a way better team. Let's see. It would really shake things up. Heath Slater and a, an opponent to be named later is going to take on a, uh, Violent by Design. My guess is it will probably be uh, Deaner and Joe Daring. Thoring. I don't think Eric's going to be in this one. Uh, he's hoping that it's going to, Heath is hoping that Rhino comes out to help him, 
We'll see. I honestly don't know. This could go either direction. Either way, um, I think Violet by Design is going to win, no matter who his partner ends up being. Uh, let's see. X Division Championship. Trey Miguel takes on Steve Macklin, who takes on El Fantasmo, who will have Hikaleo and Chris Bay with him. There you go. How is this one going to play out? Well, Hikaleo and Chris Bay are going to do a lot of stuff on the outsides. And somehow, even though Trey Miguel's really good, they're really building Steve Macklin, I just have this weird feeling that because of the outside interference, El Fantasmo is going to win the X Division title. So I'll take El Fantasmo. Rich Swan versus Brian Myers versus Moose versus W. Morrissey, uh, Chris Sabin, Raj Singh, Ace Austin, Laredo Kid, Madman Fulton, Matthew uh, Raywalt, and nine other probably very random people are going to be in the Call Your Shot gauntlet match. The winner receives a trophy and a contract they can invoke anytime within a year, within one year, or a championship match of their choosing. You would think Morrissey, with the way they're building him up, but with him being number 20, uh, you got to think of people like Moose. Honestly, that's probably, it's probably going to be Moose or Morrissey. Unless, unless they, if they have, they had some of the girls in the other one, so I don't know. If it's uh Jordan Grace or somebody else, it that makes a lot of sense too. But I'm I'm gonna go Morrissey with the fallback of Moose. I think Moose could screw over Morrissey at the end and, and end up winning. Uh it just depends on who it comes down to, because we know the last person is Morrissey. It depends on who he is matched up with. But Moose Morrissey, I think, would be uh, a really good way to end that. And like I said, give me Moose. Morrissey could. No, you better yet. Give me Morrissey. Moose is a fallback. Deanna Perrazzo is going to defend her championship against Mickey James for the Impact's Knockout Championship. Somebody's got to end Perrazzo's reign. I don't know that Mickey James would be the one I would want to do. She is a big-time veteran. but I think you can build up some other people. And whoever beats Deanna will be an instant star. So I think you take your time and you build up somebody. I don't think it's Mickey. Give me Deanna for the win. And that leaves us. Your main event. Where Christian Cage is defending the Impact World Championship against Josh Alexander. Josh Alexander doing the, what, Plan C, recash in the Exhibition Championship at Bound for Glory for a world title shot. The way they built Josh Alexander over the years, being uh, him and Ethan Page were, what, the North. They were a great tag team, won championships there. He won the Exhibition. He is a uh, unorthodox Exhibition guy. Most people think the Exhibition is just like a cruiserweight belt. You flip and fly. 
Josh shows you can just rustle, which is the direction they've went before with the exhibition, but they didn't build them quite like this. Christian versus Josh is a really, really good matchup. In fact, I would go as far to say Josh Alexander probably will win this match. And then Christian can either stick around Impact or he can go back to AEW. I mean, he can do a good handful of things. Like I said, maybe he sticks around for a rematch and then and then takes off again or sticks or or goes back. Maybe Christian will go do some things over there again. So give me Josh Alexander to win the Impact World Championship. Two big pay-per-views. That one on Saturday, I believe. Bound for Glory. Uh, you guys know how to order pay-per-views by now. So, that that takes us to... Let's do Ring of Honor, and then we'll do the AEWs before we get into talking UFC and Bellator. Ring of Honor, Taylor Rust and Alex Zane, who was also on Impact Wrestling this week. Good for him. Took on the Briscoes. The Briscoes uh, took him to the limit and then won. That was a pretty good match. You kind of knew that because Alex Zane and Taylor Rust aren't an actual, a normal team. But at the same time, the Briscoes are building up. I would like to see them back in the title picture very soon. Violence Unlimited took on the random group of Danhausen, PCO, Sledge, and Demonic Flamita. Well, they end up getting the win over Sledge there. Uh, Violence Unlimited. They're a really, really good faction. I like the three main factions they have in Ring of Honor. And Violence Unlimited is the one that was uh, kind of sitting lowest on the pole. So good to see them get a, a solid win there. And in between those two matches, your women's champion, Roxy, come out. And then she was joined by Mandy Leon and Angelina Love. And then Miranda Elise, Willow. Trisha Dora, and Allison Kay. All the people from the tournament they just had. Or most of the people. And then Maria Canellas Bennett come out. Always a, uh, a lovely highlight of the show because she heads up the women's division over there. She says there's going to be a couple triple threat matches between, between the six women featured in the ring there. And the winner of those matches will be in a triple threat versus Roxy at the next pay-per-view, which I believe is early December for them. Don't remember which one it is, but I think early December. So you got five or six weeks before that one. Gives them plenty of time to do this. Uh, Ring of Honor starting to really build up and do some good things. I uh, I'm glad they are, are putting together the things they are putting together. They are really entertaining. If uh, you just like straight up wrestling action, there's stories to it. Sure. They've got some incredible talent. And you stick our ring of honor. Uh, AEW. Let's start with rampage. It was on first. The new NHL package is, is making it to where uh, AEW dynamite is going to, on random days sometimes. It was on Saturday this time. Rampage came on Friday. CM Punk took on Matt Seidel. This was really good. I can't remember if they ever faced in WWE. I don't. 
they probably did. But this was really good. And for somebody like Punk, who is, is you know, making his second run through uh, pro wrestling, enjoying it, getting some cool matchups, somebody like Matt Seidel will, will really get your conditioning up because he will run you to death. And uh, definitely the pace was a lot faster than most things Punk has done recently. Punk gets the win. He thanked Matt Seidel for it. It was a good match. Good match to kick off. Rampage. Ruby Soho took on the Bunny. Of course, she beat the Bunny. Ruby is really good. The Bunny's solid, but uh, she's really good. The story behind this one was Penelope Ford came out, took out some uh, knuckle dusters, brass knuckles, whatever you want to call them, and uh, dusted the chin of Ruby Soho, which will lead to, you know, Soho and somebody versus the Bunny and Penelope Ford. It's just what's going to happen. Uh, Jericho, Hager, and Sammy Guevara took on Junior Dos Santos from American Top Team. American Top Team. Uh, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. Of course, the Dan Lambert crew was out there as well. They had a lot to do with this. But in the end, it was Scorpio Sky with the pinfall over Jericho. I heard a rumor that Jericho is about to take a little bit of time away. I don't know if it's Fozzie related or if he's uh, just going to dial it back a little bit. You know, he's, he's been wrestling for like 30-plus years or more. But, uh, you know, overall, solid Rampage. Rampage usually has three fantastic matches. These were really good. It led us to regular AEW Dynamite, which took place on Saturday. CM Punk come out to do some commentary work. Malachi Black took on Dante Martin. Really good match. I know I'm saying this a lot, but Malachi Black is a fantastic performer, and Dante Martin is, is uh, in the absence of his brother, who is still uh, coming off the injury list, Dante has put on some spectacular matches as a solo artist, and uh, it just proves his worth and, and how good he really is and how talented he is. Of course, Malachi Black, who... Seemed a little dusted up at the end of it. Uh, his final kick kind of came out of nowhere. Didn't quite look as crisp as normal, but ultimately he gets the win. So if he did get dinged up, they can, they can work on that when he got to the back. The inner circle and the Lambert crew kind of went at it. Speaking here and there again, I don't know if it sets up anything at all. Jericho has some pretty funny lines towards Paige Van Zant, who, uh, Here's here's my thing. As much as I like having these as much as I like having some of these mixed martial arts professionals show up in wrestling rings and do some stuff here and there. Look, Junior Dos Santos did a pretty solid job. He looked okay. He looked like somebody who had never had a wrestling match before. But he looked like somebody who had, who had actually practiced what he was going to do and actually put in the time. So I didn't have a problem with his effort whatsoever. But in this case, the American top team guys and gals, they don't know how to quite handle themselves in a pro wrestling ring. They, they just keep more, they act more like they're going to be in a bar fight. And, and that's the way it's coming across. They're just, they're constantly like, oh, you think you're bad? Let's fight. Oh, let's fight. Let's fight. Oh, you want to do something? I'm going to get in your face. We're gonna... it, it's a wrestling ring. It's 
you got to play it up a little bit. You got to got to work on that if you're going to be on TV a lot. Uh, in a weird, weird uh, match that I, I'm not sure what has to do with anything, the Lucha Brothers defended their Triple A in Mexico Triple A tag team titles against apparently some friends of. Andrade El Adilo called La Super Ranas, otherwise known as the Super Frogs. They turn out to be FTR. They turn out to cheat quite a bit, and they are the new AAA Tag Team Champions. This feud's not going to be over. FTR versus the Lucha Brothers is A-plus every time you draw it up. Wheeler Yuta took on John Moxley. It was an absolute squash. I think it lasted about three and a half minutes. It took John Moxley longer to walk to the ring. He was pretty focused. It looked like he had a plane to catch. Maybe he does. Maybe he's going out to Japan for a little while for some of his New Japan bookings. I don't know. But he walked down there, walked through the guardrail, walked into the ring, Dropped Yuta a couple times, and uh, Yuta looked a little banged up by the end of it, but uh, got his win, walked back out of the arena. I said, I just, I have this weird feeling. He had some more to go. Which, I mean, kind of, I mean, outside of just the appearance factor, kind of defeats the purpose of having that match. Uh, the Young Bucks and Adam Cole, otherwise known as Super Click, took on Evil Uno, Alex Reynolds, and John Silver of Dark Order. They seem to be they seem to be back functioning again. And they did a really good job and I thought they were gonna pull this one off. And then Adam Cole and the Young Bucks super kicked everybody. They uh did the what is it the Panama Sunrise. They did the Double knees. They did the Shining Wizard to the back of the head. Adam Cole over Alex Reynolds in this one. Uh, Jungle Boy came out and wanted to take on Adam Cole and went straight at him. Once again, sign me up if these two are going to continue to go at it. Jungle Boy, the up-and-comer, versus the big-time indie vet in Adam Cole. It could potentially be a headliner. They're doing this weird angle where Arn Anderson's trying to kind of get Cody to be more respectful or something. I don't know, but it, it, it was Cody, it was Arn, it was the Nightmare Academy, and Cody kind of got kicked around like they were trying to teach him something. I'm kind of curious to see where this goes. I think Cody eventually turns heel, as he should. Uh, MJF come out running his mouth about Darby Allen. Even Wardlow come down, they tried to count Darby Allen out of a match he was not booked for. And then Sting appeared. And uh, took out Wardlow a little bit before MJF got out of there. Um, that'll lead to, to, you know, some stuff there. But MJF and MJF and Darby obviously have a match coming up, I believe, next week. But, I mean, you got Sting and Wardlow. You could do some tag things. There's some there's some good angles. Having Sting involved definitely is adding a lot to the AEW roster and television. We had Kira Hogan. Good to see her back on TV versus Penelope Ford. 
Penelope Ford wins that one. The bunny was down there. They had a little bit of help. Uh, Ruby Soho showed herself as well. Um, Soho and Hogan. Nah, I don't. I don't really like that pairing. So I, I think it was just unrelated. Penelope Ford actually got a win over Kira Hogan, and uh, that just propels them into the stuff with Ruby Soho. Hangman came out. Now that he's back, he took some time away. Now that he's back, he's got his uh, contendership back in place. Be fun to see if we get him versus Omega finally, or if uh, somebody takes out Omega and then he takes out them. I think he's going to be world champ sooner rather than later, maybe by the end of the year. And then the main event. Match we've been wanting to happen for a while. Brian Danielson took on Bobby Fish. I'm a big Bobby Fish fan. I like Brian, too. Uh, These two put on a clinic as far as holds and different things here and there. Uh, Just it's showing how versatile they both are, especially Bobby Fish with his strikes and his kicks. And uh, Brian Danielson building up to probably eventually take on Omega again. I definitely could see that match happening, but Danielson gets the win here moving forward. He needed the momentum, so we'll see what he does after this. Loses to UFC. Let's go UFC Fight Night. UFC Fight Night. This one was uh, Ladd and Rodriguez, was it not, right? Producer shaking her head. Do we know? Yeah. Let's talk about the main card. Nate Landwehr over Ludovic Klein by submission. That was that was pretty is pretty good, pretty decent, I guess. Uh, Manon Ferro over. Uh, Mayra Buena Silva. I think I picked Buena Silva in that one. Unanimous decision. Uh, Manning did enough to win for sure. Uh, the Ageless Wonder, Jim Miller with the knockout. I believe in it. Yep, 14 seconds into the second round over Eric Gonzalez. Jim Miller lives another day. Lives to, to see another victory. And then uh, another Ageless Wonder, Andre Arlovsky with a unanimous decision over Carlos Felipe. Arlovsky has looked pretty good here recently. He has reinvented himself possibly a third time. And in the heavyweight division, I mean, he's kind of he's kind of dangling right down there, probably around the top ten. At some point, he may work himself back up. And then I told you guys as well to take Norma Dumont. She won by unanimous decision over Aspen Ladd. The most controversial thing is is... Everybody got up in arms, not everybody, most people got up in arms about one of Aspen Ladd's coaches and how he was yelling at her and things like that and kind of, they thought, being disrespectful in, in uh, during the fight. I'm going to throw this out there. It looked to me like he was trying to motivate her because everything he had told her to that point, she was not following the advice. She was continuing to get in the rut she was, and Norma was beating her. And uh, 
By the time she started to come alive in this fight, it was a little too late. Norma ends up getting the victory by unanimous decision. And I don't see much wrong with what was going on because that's between the coach and Aspen. If they get to the back, I mean, he even made a public apology. He didn't need to. You can make a private one to her if, if it's needed, and you move on. And if she don't like it, she get rid of him and get another coach. You, how many people that are listening out there have been yelled at by a coach or a parent to, to do better or to have a different behavior or a different outcome? You know? Here's what it is, folks. Coming up this week, do I have, okay, let's see. Here are the main event matches. Main event matches for Fight Night this weekend, UFC, Paulo Costa versus Marvin Vittori. We will get to that in a minute. In the welterweight division, we've got Dwight Grant taking on Francisco Trinaldo. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Trinaldo in that one. I think you should too. I just uh, I feel like his ground game is gonna be a little better than Dwight's, and if if it goes to the ground, I think Francisco's gonna win it. Uh, Alex Caceres is gonna take on Singwoo Choi out of the featherweight division. I will once again take the favorite in Singwoo Choi. Uh, Caceres could win. He could win this. It's, it, this is actually a pretty close fight. I just feel like Choi, with his strikes, is going to uh, get a lot more accomplished. In the women's bantamweight division, Jessica Rose Clark is going to take on uh, Jocelyn Edwards. Looks like Jessica Rose Clark is the slight favorite. I'm going to take the favorite again. Uh, I like all three favorites in this one. Uh, it's going to move us to the co-main event. In the lightweight division, Ricky Glenn is taking on Grant Dawson. Grant Dawson's the uh, the bigger favorite. I think I'm going to go with that here. I'm, I'm going to go favorite there. And then finally, Paulo Costa against Marvin Vittori. Man, Costa has really been doing some stuff uh, really good. I'm a big Marvin Vittori fan. He is the slight favorite. But this is what I'm going to go against the favorite. I'm going to say Paulo Costa is going to win that event. Of course, this is going to be Saturday night. Looks like everything is on ESPN+. Bellator. Bellator 268. I'm just going to go through the main card. Henry Corrales had a big win over Vladislav Karabchenko by decision. Missed that pick. Uh, Brett, Brent Primus got the decision win over Benson Henderson, whose wife also fought earlier in the card. I believe she got the win. But uh, Benson looked pretty good, but I, I still say I think he is he is on the other side of, of his peak. 
And he's, he's still got some solid fights in there. It's not like he should hang it up. No, he should keep fighting if he wants to. But Brent Primus definitely earned that decision. Victory with that one. In the lightweight Grand Prix, uh, Corey Anderson took out Ryan Bader in 51 seconds. He just caught Bader with a pretty good shot, was able to follow it up. The referee could have stopped it a lot of times before this. He was trying to give Bader the opportunity, the benefit of the doubt, and Bader just everything he tried, Corey Anderson was on top of. So that was the end of that one. And they're going to meet. Vadim Nenkov, the champ who took out uh, Julius Anglicus. Submission in round number four. Anglicus looked good. He made it almost through four rounds with the champ when he was the alternate for this tournament. So it just shows you how stacked the lightweight division is. My guess is Bader is going to go back, and uh, he's the heavyweight champ. There is an interim champ. I believe they will unify those belts very, very soon. And Nemkov will take on Corey Anderson uh, in a couple months, and I will have a prediction at that time about that because a lot of things can change between here and now, but I will tell you right now, as good as Nemkov is, I'm kind of leaning Anderson at the moment. But, like I said, it's what it is. That leads us to, for once, Bellator is going to go back-to-back again because Bellator 269 coming to you from Moscow, Russia. I should tell you a lot about what's going on with this one. Uh, here are the Here's the main card. In the middleweight division, you get Antoly Tokov. is taking on Sharif Davlet Muradov. Uh, take Anatoly. Take Anatoly in this one. Cool thing about this card is it, it is what the UFC tried to do a couple weeks back, but pulled out of being in England, so they just had a lot of English fighters. Well, there are a lot of um, Russian and Ukrainian and Italian fighters that are going at it in this card. Uh, but take Anatoly over Sharif. You've got Usman Nurmagomedov is taking on Patrick uh, Patila. Take Usman Nurmagomedov. Uh, Vitaly Menikov is taking on Saeed Suma in the heavyweight division. Um, man, that, that's a hard one. Take Saeed Suma over Menikov. I, I don't know. Just a complete blind guess there. And then in the main event, the whole reason why this event is happening. Fedor Emelianenko is taking on Tim Johnson. This is a hard one. Tim Johnson has the knockout power and the skill to take on Fedor, who has faded in recent years a little bit from what he was. But, hey, you get older. Things happen. But Fedor making his big return to Moscow, he does not want to get embarrassed. So if he thought he'd get embarrassed, he probably wouldn't have took this fight. Who do I think is going to win? Give me the home dog because it's the better story. Give me Fedor Melanenko to beat Tim Johnson this weekend. 
And remember, just like I said, this that's going to do it for us this week. Shout out to all you amazing people who make this fun to do each and every week. However, remember, this Thursday's Crown Jewel at noon. Bound for Glory is Saturday, probably around 8. You have UFC Fight Night this Saturday. You have Bellator 269 this Saturday as well. So much going on. Thanks for tuning in. This is another great edition of Strong Style and Jeremy the Impact York. We will see you guys next week. Go watch fighting. Deuces, gooses. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.